Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Fings. And we're back, man. Episode 286. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, let's get right into it. Um, shop to your drop. TJ Maxx. Uh, TJ Maxx shoppers claim that the store has a laxative effect that hmm. makes them need to poop every time they visit. So is this true or are the customers full of shit? Let's get into it. Probably both. Right. All right. Shop to your drop. Um, there it goes. TJ Maxx is perhaps best known as a mecca for budget hunters on a low a lookout for the latest deal. But the chain is now going viral for very different reasons altogether. But dozens of customers claiming that they feel an overwhelming urge to poop every time they enter the store. <laughs> Fashionistas are going viral on TikTok after sharing this that di- the discount store has a laxative effect. While re- while re- while searching through the racks for the best deals possible, possible people feel the need to run to the restroom, and it's more common than you think. Customers have been sharing their experiences at TJ Maxx that sees them having a poop as they soon as soon as they step foot in the store. Um, <laughs> here's my thing. I I don't hmm. Here's a couple of things. Activity makes you move your bowels, right? That's a known fact. Why do you think they say, "Hey, we're going to go take a dog for a walk"? Mm-hmm. Because once you walk that dog enough, he's gonna he's gonna take a massive dog shit, and yeah. we're no different, yeah. right? Yeah. Sometimes it takes a little activity, get the juices flowing, get that stomach acid moving a little bit, and some of you guys are just constipated, man. Like mm-hmm. you know, maybe there is a laxative effect, but maybe you're just full of shit, literally. <laughs> You know, maybe you don't get enough physical activity and maybe yeah. that's why you have to shit or, or it just could be maybe it's a excitement or, you know, what? no one's no one's saying this. Most people because it's just showing a bunch of women on here because I know women love to go shop at TJ Maxx and they love to go to Target. Target is the number one place that if, if you told a woman to stay in her place, that place would be Target. <laughs> right. women, women for sure love Target. <laughs> right. Stay Man, in your place. Yeah. I'll be on aisle nine. <laughs> well. The prequel to, to TJ Maxx is usually like some type of Starbucks beverage or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah always, that's true. it's always like, look, you know, I got to get me my, my freaking Starbucks or whatever, and then I'm going to go there. And they don't realize that they don't have to shit because of TJ Maxx. They got to shit because of fucking Starbucks. Yeah. So they went to TJ shits before they went to TJ Maxx. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, I don't know. I don't see no connection there. I just think that, like you said, people be constipated. Depending on the time of day, you know, if you go in there, uh, you know, maybe late morning, like you said, after you've had your coffee. Um, and then you actually, when you're in the store, you're walking around. So, you know, right. that that's that's getting you, getting you, getting the bowels flowing and stuff like that. And yeah. then, yeah, you just, you just, and I mean, t- TJ, maybe it's a not necessarily something that TJ Maxx is doing, but it's just an, the experience of shopping in the mall like that. So, yeah. I mean, not at a mall, but in in a, in a shopping place like that. And they more than welcome you in there because you know the longer you the, the longer you stay in there, the more money you're gonna spend. So yeah. they make sure them them bathrooms is just clean enough for you to stay in there and not leave and go home. You know, to use the bathroom. This is great news for TJ Maxx. It's great publicity, but it's bad news for the janitor. You know, so. <laughs> The janitor is in there like, I wish you niggas would stop coming to hear the shit. <laughs> you know what's wild? Back when I used to work in the mall, I, this kind of stands up, but it doesn't. I used to work in the mall back in 2006 to like 2008, right? 
And uh, I remember before the store would open up, like, because uh, I used to work at Sears, when the store would open up, there would be a bunch of elderly people that walked inside of the mall before all the stores opened, and they did it for exercise. Because mm-hmm. the main... Yeah, door, I remember. Uh, yeah. They probably still do that. They probably still do that. But mm-hmm. there'd be a bunch of elderly people that walk around the mall for exercise, but the bathrooms would be open. So you just see a bunch of old people walking out of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So that's probably how they got their bowels moving. Yeah. You know, but don't ever under, underestimate a good bowel movement because those are important. Old people also not ashamed of going to the bathroom anywhere. No, oh, they don't give a they fuck. Lived in, they lived enough life where they'll take a dude on a Walmart, in a yeah. Target, uh, in a TJ Maxx, anywhere. They don't give a fuck. They took a shit in the street during the Great Depression. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> Burlington Coat Factory, too. Yeah, they lived through so much shit. The Great Depression, segregation. Yeah. A good Spanish old Spanish flu. Yes. <laughs> 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 they lived through a fucking uh, pandemic. Civil rights movements. Yeah. They not, was taking doodles while Martin Luther King they, was getting they, bit up by dogs and canines. They, yeah, they went from the civil rights movement to the civil bowel movement. <laughs> <laughs> civil bowel movement? That's the name of the pod. <laughs> civil bowel. <laughs> They was over there farting while Martin Luther King was giving his speech. He's like, I have a dream. That's comedy. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, man. (laughs) Sometimes you move your bowels so good in the morning, you just feel like more athletic. Dang. Like, I could run, like, like, I could run faster. I could jump higher type shit. You run a 4-3 after you do the run. It's like, man. (laughs) I just start just doing jumping jacks after I get off the toilet. this (laughs) This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I had to do the one time at football practice. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, coach, I gotta use the bathroom." He like, "You gotta go pee," because you know if you gotta pee, they might tell you to go pee over there by the fence. I was like, "Nah, this this is the big one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the big one." <laughs> shit on three, one, two, three, shit. <laughs> shit. I mean, that I mean, funny. I mean, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Blue doo doo doo, blue doo doo doo. Said hike. Shitty booty seven, shitty booty seven. Kill, 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 kill. Dookie booty seven five, Dookie booty seven five. Omaha, Omaha. All my draws, all my draws. Hike. Oh man, oh man, that's so crazy. And cool. and I got another article here that's kind of in in line with this conversation. Mm-hmm. It says 14 ways to make yourself poop when you need fast relief, according to doctors. Oh, cool. And it says uh, pooping habits are one of those things you probably don't give much thought until you can't go. Uh, suddenly searching how to make yourself poop in hopes you'll get things flowing again. And let's go down here. Okay. Uh, up your fluid intake, which is an, an obvious one. Yeah. You definitely got to be hydrated. Water is really important for relieving constipation. Um, and gas, a gastroenterologist, I'm probably saying that fucked up, at Providence St. John's Health Center in Santa Monica, uh, if you're if you're just not a water person uh, trying to get enough through other liquids like brothy soups or water-rich produce like watermelon, just take a pass on sugary drinks as they could make the problem worse. The actual amount of liquids you need varies by person by the U.S. National Academies of Science and Engineering. Wow. So you guys, and then it says eat more fiberous foods. Like this is common knowledge stuff. <clears throat> Most Americans don't get enough fiber because they don't even count it to begin with. Mm-hmm. You need to turn around those nutrition facts on the back of your products and see how much fiber you're getting and look at the serving size, right? 
how many servings does it take to get how many grams of fiber? You need to start reading it because we're getting older. So if you just get a bunch of like starchy bullshit food that has no fiber, you're going to be even if you're slightly moving your bowels, you're walking around constipated because you don't get enough fucking fiber. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely get more fiber rich foods. Another one. Uh, Enjoy a cup of coffee. I I disagree with that. I fucking hate coffee. I don't need it. Get moving. <laughs> so you get activity going to the gym, really gets those bowels moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, have some healthy fats, you know, avocados, you know, almonds, things of that nature. Uh, sip on warm water. No, nah, I'm not doing that. Uh, load up on probiotics. Probiotics will blow your fucking draws off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a probiotic, that's like, that's just like fucking psyllium husk or all these other shit. They're going to blow your colon out. Do you remember uh, the dieters tea back in the day? Oh, my God. Yeah. That shit. Dieters tea, they just needed to call it poop tea. <laughs> That's all it was. Like those those girls that were on those back in the day on Instagram, there was girls that were promoting that tummy tea. Mm-hmm. All it does is it just makes people shit. That's all it is. Yeah. So they'd be like, I lost this many inches off my waist. No shit. You fucking you shit it out. All day. Yeah, you shitted out your whole life's your whole life's worth of poop out of your body because you mm-hmm. had that shit. Yeah. And then you got you got your tummy tucked acting like it was a tea that did it with your lying ass. <laughs> yeah. You got a BBL and a tummy tuck. <laughs> uh, try using heat therapy. Did, did, oh, wow. Consider a stool softener. See, they gave all those reasons, but like, oh, no. Well, yeah. I, I guess you guys get the drift. I'm not going to go any deeper than that. But don't underestimate the relief you get from a good bowel movement because we're, we're getting older and you got to watch what you're eating. If you're eating a bunch of uh, hot Cheetos and a bunch of foods that don't have fiber in them, you know, you're going to be moving your bowels simply because you're going to barely move your bowels, but you're going to be moving and you're going to have little small bowel movements thinking that you're regular, but you're really not. Mm-hmm. You're leaving about 70% of your bowel movements inside of you. Mm-hmm. Did you know you can have up to like 35 pounds of shit? That's a lot. That's a lot of shit, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm about to schedule a colonic soon. Yeah. I haven't had one before, but I heard it's good to flush everything out once. Mm-hmm. When is it? Ain't that around the time when you get in your forties or something? No, 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 no. You're thinking of a fucking uh, you're thinking, colonoscopy. Yeah, yeah, colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. I ain't talking about that. That's a whole. That's a totally different. The procedure. colonic is when they just shoot water up your booty. Yeah, it's that. Mm-hmm. But they they get the impurities out and they take all the you know the toxins out of your stomach. Yeah. So yeah, a colonic. I'll probably end up doing that because it's good, it's man. Intense. Yeah. Yeah, get a colonic, blow all that shit out. Because, I mean. I've been around 38 years, man. So even if I've taken some cleansers and stuff like that over the years to get blow stuff out, but there could be things that are grabbing onto your colon walls, like mm-hmm. your impurities. And those are the things that can cause diseases, mm-hmm. you know, make you sick, dude. Yeah. You got to get it I out. I, I had to uh, pick up my girl's dad when he got his colonoscopy. It was just really, yeah. He's saying he just kind of felt violated a little bit. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be yeah. That's that's got to be a crazy experience. Mm-hmm. And I heard, and you picked him up. I mean, it must have been. How long did you pick him up after the procedure? Uh, I'm not sure how. You know, I don't know how long he was sitting around, but yeah. Because dude, they are the those. They don't let you out until you fart. Mm. They like you have to like significantly fart before they let you out. Mm-hmm. So you're lucky he didn't fucking blow ass on you. <laughs> Because if he did, it's completely understandable because colon, they put so much air in there. 
Yeah. And your gut that you're supposed to, they don't even let you leave until you fart. Because mm-hmm. I did some research. Mm-hmm. And you just be just blowing it out because you, yeah. it's, it's, they gotta make sure your gut's in point, mm-hmm. on point. But yeah, I think the people have heard enough about shit today. Yeah. Okay. But last, I'll leave you with this question before we move on. Have you shit today? <laughs> if not, then go into TJ Maxx. Yeah. Call 1 800 shit. <laughs> If you're taking three to four days to move your bowels, that's not normal. That's not good. It's not good at all, man. You got you got a bunch of pent up, you got a bunch of pent up shit inside of you. Mm-hmm. Not just emotionally, but mm-hmm. shittily. Okay. Mm-hmm. So take care of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, buddy. All right. Switching gears. Are you socially aware? And socially aware is it's a very nuanced thing, right? And here's some examples that I have here. Uh, leaning into others' perspectives for cu- with curiosity, uh, recognizing and acknowledging the inherent strengths in others, demonstrating empathy and compassion, showing concern for feelings of others, identifying diverse cultural and social norms, including unjust ones, recognizing situational demands and opportunities. But it's even more nuanced than this. For example... A lot of people are the way that they exist in the world is like they're the only they're the main character and the only character in the whole grand scheme of it all, which is weird. So one person. Yeah. Uh, play. It's yeah. It's just like a player one situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but have you ever been in a grocery store somewhere and you're walking through the aisle and it's like a person and they have like kids with them and they're like blocking the whole aisle and they're just standing there as if no one else in the store needs to get around them. And you're like, oh, excuse me. And they're like, oh, 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 oh my bad. I, I didn't know you were there. Oh, sorry about that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like the way that you did that means you have very low so, like social awareness. Mm-hmm. It's no different than a guy. Right. There's a there'd be a guy on the freeway. He's driving 98 and he's just selfishly driving and zooming around people. Because he's not he's not even aware of their own safety. He doesn't care about their safety because mm-hmm. it's just about him. <clears throat> so he has such a low this not even not just low empathy, but like he doesn't even give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. There's a lot of people like that. I when I reference things, I'm like, hey, how am I inconveniencing this person? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking close. Oh shit, does my breath stink? Do I need to get gum? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, did I did I make that person feel this way? Like. You tend to think like that when you have high social awareness. Um, and also, it could be anything. I was telling Keith, and Keith was kind of giggling and laughing about it. But it'd be like, I was, me and this young lady were hooking up, and I was rocking her world. And, <laughs> and I asked her, I was like, did you come? She's like, no, but it was really good still, but I didn't come. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> right? And I wasn't like down, but I just noted it. Because <laughs> for me, I feel like sex is an even exchange, Right. Yeah. And and I think it's ideally. Yeah, it's a even it should be an even exchange. And mm-hmm. I feel like if you're having uh sex and you're a guy that's just like, oh, I'm done, I'm done. Oh. And she's sitting there and she didn't come, that's pretty selfish. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think if you have situational or not situational, but social awareness, you feel like I think she deserves the right to come too. Yeah. Right? Um, and that's just kind of how you think. But most people don't think like that. You, When you get out into the world, you understand that a lot of people are about themselves. And yeah. the things that are taking place around them don't like have any effect on how they think. It's weird, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, um, I don't know, you, you, you need to have a level of social uh, awareness just to, to really navigate the world. 
Because yeah. if, if not, then you, you like you say, you're kind of this, like, you're just kind of like living in a vacuum. I don't know. I don't, <clears throat> I don't even think life is pleasant in that way. Um, but I also sometimes envy those people, if that makes sense. Because there's like, there's some people that are like, like, um, I know some people on the other side of the spectrum where they just, they're like, constantly aware of like people around him so much so that you know like they are almost like asking people if they need something before Mm. before they need something um or they that person also has like the you know that they're always there for the for people but then there's like the people that are like they don't have the social i'm gonna even say they lack social awareness but for the sake of this conversation they lack social awareness those are the type of people that can say no um, more easily, you right. know. Like, hey, man, you, uh, oh man, I'm, I'm down, I'm down, I'm doing, da- I'm doing bad right now. You, you mind if I borrow five dollars? And they're like, no, nah, I don't got it, you know. So those are the type of people that, like, you know, the the, the people that don't have necessarily that social awareness. That um, I just think that those I envy those people because they can say no more oftentimes, or that they're they're more likely to. Uh, not mm. have to be at the becking call of all these situations. Mm, you're right. You're, you're right. But I think there's a flip side to it that when you're socially aware, you start to, you know, um, reverse engineer some of those behaviors that you have too, to where you can tell someone no, but you tell them in such a way that's so elaborate that they completely back off you. When you're like, like, hey, man, can I get like $25? Can I get like this and that? You'd be like, you know, um, at this time, I'm not really set up to be, you know, giving money out right now. Right now, mm-hmm. I'm focusing on so many things right now that, I, yeah. you know, I can't really be at the aid at right now. And then you also you also have to learn to not say sorry. Don't say like sorry, unfortunately, or none of that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's something that we do a lot of times. Like people be apologize. People apologize for stuff. I have. It's like it's almost like cliche after yeah. a certain point. Like, um, for example, like. You ever like, uh, I don't know, people like something goes bad. Like say you, you lost your job or something like that. Then you're like, dang, bro, I'm sorry. To ha- I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm sorry to hear that. It's like, what do you, like you didn't have nothing to do with that. Why are you apologizing? To yeah. Me? Yeah. Yeah. I literally, I just don't understand that. But yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I think the reason why you can't apologize to people for telling them no is because you don't owe them a fucking apology. And I think that like we have to learn we have to like change our language when yeah. we talk to certain people. Like, why are you apologizing to a person that has asked you for money while also owing you money? So they've asked you the last three times and haven't paid you back. And you're like, I'm sorry, but this time I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Sorry for what? Yeah. Sorry for not t- being taken advantage of? Mm-hmm. Like, no. It'd be like, hey, I, I, I can't do it right now. Yeah, you got to figure your life out. That's like imagine imagine your job, right? Imagine you work in some whatever job and you, you do your job and you know you do it, everything that that job calls you for mm-hmm. and then uh let's say you set up a vacation. Mm-hmm. You set up a vacation like 5 months in advance. And then uh you're about to take your vacation and they're like, "Hey, it's getting busy. We need we need you here so you could just reset that vacation another time." And you and you say, "Oh, sorry. I can't." No, don't tell them sorry. Be like, hey, I'm not gonna be able to swing that. Yeah, that's something that I'm becoming more comfortable with. Like mm-hmm. even, even in like, cause I feel like we we apologize too much, and uh, it 
it be, it kind of loses its steam a little bit. Yeah. You know, when you're just apologizing for like any and everything. Like, that still validates the other person. Like they still think that you're wrong for because you apologized. Yeah. They think yeah. that they think that you were like, oh, they, well, they could have did it. Yeah, I did something wrong to you when right. you asked me for money. So let me get that out of the way. You could just say that, you know. I think I think sometimes just an acknowledgement is better than an apology. Yeah. You know, just because, like, so, there's certain situations where um, sometimes people apologize and they're not genuinely sorry. Fuck no. Yeah. But it's also important to, like, acknowledge the thing, like, hey, man, I was supposed to do this um, and I didn't. But, you know, tomorrow I'm going to get you or tomorrow I'm going to take care of it or whatever the case may be. Because sometimes you'll be like, oh, I'm just so sorry, man. Like, I'm, you know, and you're not really sorry. You're just saying it as a cliche. Yeah. I, I treat like I treat the I treat apologies like like love, if that makes sense. Like, mm. I don't tell any and everybody that I love them. Like, you got to be somebody I really genuinely care about. Mm. Um, and I don't generally don't like love inanimate objects either. So if I say something about love, then it's genuine. Same thing with an apology. Like 100%. if I'm apologizing for something, it's something that I'm genuinely like, dang man. Like I said I was going to do this, or I said this to this person, and I didn't actually mean to to say that, or you know, in retrospect, it was the wrong thing to say. So I'm sorry for that. But yeah, I don't know. I just I just think I think we got to start using the words like powerful words, like yeah. I'm sorry and I love you and all these things. Save like, it. Yeah. Save mm-hmm. it for the right people and situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're going to lose their meaning eventually. It's like a motherfucker apologizing to you every time they do the same thing. They don't mm-hmm. mean it. Mm-hmm. The best apology is change behavior, not the for apology. Sure. Yeah. So if you did something once, you apologize, I'll give you a pass. The next time you do it, it's like, motherfucker, you didn't. You're yeah. not really sorry for what you're doing. Yeah. Don't don't waste my time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. Mm-hmm. But also, you don't want to reinforce people when they're doing something that's inconveniencing you. You don't want to ever reinforce the idea, even even like, like at all, mm-hmm. that you're at fault or that you're sorry or nothing. Yeah. You have to like, you can, it, it, there's so many words in the English language that you can use to get your point across and to be very stern on what you mean and move on mm-hmm. and you and you'll be fine but that also comes with the social awareness thing but a lot of times too like Keith mentioned people what the fuck is that they building something over there right tearing down bank of america you hear that mhm jesus christ it's like a big machine ain't it mhm all right but see whatever we we're, we're, we're rocking um, i remember i was trying to record something one night it was like some music or something like that and uh, it was like right before I was going to meet Nate at the studio, uh-huh. and I was trying to get it done. And it was like somebody with a freaking leaf blower across the street. Whoa. I'm like, what are you? I'm like, it's ten o'clock. And then when go they go to tu- bed, and then imagine like you turned it off. This is why you shouldn't have a studio. Like if you have a studio at home, that's probably worse. Because mm-hmm. imagine you're at home trying to record, and then you like turn some on, and then all of, all of a sudden in the background, it's like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> You're like, oh man! <laughs> now I got my uh, my cousin in the room doing yeah. that. You're like, ee, ee, ee. that's like, probably how that one song was made. Uh, want some? What's that song called? Uh, want what some it cut? is, ho? Oh, uh, what's up? He just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna chop this thing up." <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I remember uh, when I was in high school, my senior year, we had a neighbor's next door, 
And they used to have sex so loud. It was just annoying. Yeah. It was like, this is unnecessary. And the window was always open to where, like, we would just be in the house chilling and you could hear them having sex. That's not from, cool. Yeah, having sex from, like, like you could hear it. Like, you know how we're talking now we hear that large truck outside? Mm-hmm. That's how the sex was. It's like, I, oh, yes, oh, God. I got, it's like, you guys got to be faking it. That's learned behavior. Yeah, that's That's ridiculous. not, like, I remember I, I was telling you that conversation about, like, how, like, the basketball players, and they'd be, like, kicking the balls around the gym, and mm-hmm. how they kind of learn that from different people. That's not a real emotion and all this yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think they probably watched a lot of porn or something growing up, and then, you know, when they grew up and had the opportunity to have that same experience, they just felt like the need to yell all that's the time. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It's just... It feel I mean, it's good, but it's just it's not it's not that good. It's like, dude. And yeah. it, it was just like a nuisance. What the fuck? This big ass fucking gnat in here. Mm-hmm. It's a new it was such a nuisance. It was yeah. hilarious though. Yeah. Because it would not last long either. <laughs> He's like, oh yes, oh, oh. 45 seconds later. <laughs> that's crazy. I think that's even worse. If you're having loud sex that lasts two minutes, that's even more of an indictment on you. You got it? Did you nah. get the bug? You're the worst fucking bug killer ever, man. Hey. How you got how you got that hair the hairstyle and you can't kill, kill bugs? <laughs> this is not a hairstyle killing yeah. hair hairstyle or hair bug killing hairstyle. Apparently not. Yeah. Have you ever uh I've only I wanna say I haven't ran into I ran into some situations like that, like you was talking about the girl that you didn't uh quite satisfy or whatever. Um, up to your standards. She said it was good, but yeah. she didn't come. And that, yeah. that was kind of a conflicting thing to me. I yeah. was like, dang. Yeah. But um, I've definitely been in situations where it was just quiet. And yeah. Then that's, those are times when you ask and you'd be like, yo, like, like what's going on? Like, was it, was it, was it, was it cool? And sometimes in those situations, I'm like, yeah, I come like twice. She came like, I'd be like, I came like twice or something like that. You'd be like, dang, I didn't even know. Because women aren't all the same. They're not all overly animated. That, that's how I know that. That's what I was saying. That stuff is learned behavior. Yes. All that yelling and oh my God, oh my God. Oh Some my women God. just enjoy the moment. Yeah. And then it's and then when it's done, they're like, wow, I came three times. And yeah. you're like, what? Yeah. And he's like, she lied to me in my face. And she's really not lying. Mm-hmm. That's just. That's just what it's she just does. Happen. Yeah. Or you could be like me, the guy that asked, and she's like, "No, I didn't come." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like that's a failed mission. It's all good. Yeah, she was cool, but she was cool with it. Yeah, I redeemed myself. There you go. She's like, "Oh, it was still good." You want a beer? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. All right, we can go ahead and move on from here. I'm sure we had enough conversation about that. Mm-hmm. Switching gears. I'm sure you guys might have heard this story. Um, it's been viral on TikTok. A woman hit in the face with a brick, stating that um, she was hit in the face with a brick because she would not give her number uh, to this guy. I'll read the article. Right. And, it, and this story is starting to unravel a little bit. I've been catching some wind of uh, some inconsistencies within the story. Woman says man hit her face with a brick while crowd watched. A video has gone viral on social media of a woman documenting her experience after she claimed a man hit her in the face with a brick after she declined to give him her number. Uh, on Sunday, in a video on Instagram posted by the Shave Room, um, the woman can be heard saying, y'all, this man hit me in the face with a brick and all these black men just watched. This man grabbed a rock and then hit me in the face because I wouldn't give him my number. 
um, her name is Bashay, continued to yell at the crowd of men near her and said, I want you to be the man and do something. You're going to let this man hit me in my face? The next video shows Bashay in the hospital wearing a gown with a large swollen lump on the side of her face. In the video, she continued to say that the crowd of men just watched her get the brick thrown at her. Uh, let the let the man get in a car and leave. How is this okay? She asked. Okay. Now, what I did is this. I, I had a reaction to this on TikTok, but what I said was this, and I feel like I was right. I don't think that there's ever a excuse or scenario where a woman should be hit in the face with a brick. Literally, there is no excuse for that. However, I think as a society, we need to stop being so strong in our convictions before we know what the fuck is going on and before we generalize everybody, right? And I I think it sucks that, like, it's really convenient to shit on every guy and be like, men ain't shit. They're losers. They don't know how to be men. Black men and just men in general, they're all nobodies, and they just we have to defend ourselves because men don't stand up for us. I'm like, these narratives are crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's usually the worst people that control the narratives on the Internet. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful because we had that girl, Carly Russell, that said she was kidnapped, and she wasn't. And then you got fucking... Uh, what's his name that said he was uh, beat up by MAGA supporters? What the fuck was his name? Uh, Smollett. Yeah, Jesse Smollett said he got beat up by MAGA supporters and he fucking lied. Mm -hmm. So you got a bunch of people on the internet that do things for attention or for GoFundMe accounts and people fall for it, right? Mm -hmm. And in this case, there's been some inconsistencies and one of them was this woman has been doing this multiple times she said that she was attacked in 2020 and she got like uh, almost four like 14,000 on that time then recently with this one she got 42,000 then another time she said somebody assaulted her so this is something very common it's very commonplace in her life mm-hmm. where people attack her she creates creates a GoFundMe and she does that she even made a video she says I know that lying to someone this is what she said in the video and it was really sick it was years ago. She said, I know that lying to somebody, um, it, it takes away the freedom of choice. It takes away their freedom of a choice. So that's why I do this to men. Right? Mm-hmm. Basically, you take away the freedom of choice from what she's saying, and you get to you get to manipulate people mm-hmm. because they don't, you know. I really I really I don't really know exactly how to how she said it verbatim yeah but she basically said you take away the freedom of choice from somebody when you lie to them mm-hmm. and when she lies she basically um when she lies she's able to make money off of this by having these weird bruises and shit and then her face was like that because i guess there was a person that was in a clinic and they stated that her she had a uh, <clears throat> uh what do you call it, like a beauty one of those those injections and she had a she had an allergic reaction mm. to an injection in her face. Mm-hmm. And they were in the hospital draining her face. Ugh. It wasn't because she got hit with a brick. Yeah. It was a reaction to one of those inserts in her face. Mm-hmm. So look, man, I you guys can choose to believe what you want. But my thing is, is what I'm standing on is that two things are true. Stop being so strong in your convictions because you could be wrong and these people could be they could be manipulating you for financial gain because she's made $42,000 so far. Mm-hmm. Also, um as men, we have to be careful what we engage. We can't look at everybody and say, "Oh, woman in danger, need mm-hmm. to need to help her." Here's why. Um there's a guy we know named Blaine, right? 
Yeah. And Blaine is, is a very well-known case around Bakersfield for stopping a stranger from hurting a woman, and he got his arm sliced up. Mm-hmm. The guy was in the hospital. He had nerve damage, all kinds of shit. Yeah. Right? And I'm sure he probably doesn't take anything back, but he could have died. Okay? Yeah, it's in a dangerous so situation. you have to be careful what you're expecting men to do because that expectation does not exist for women. If I'm being ex- if I'm in Chipotle trying to get a Chipotle bowl and a woman starts assaulting me, women are not going to stop her. They're going to call the police. See, women are not going to engage in things like that. They're going to call the cops. I don't see a bunch of women doing that. Now, it's different if it's their brother. If a woman's if a woman's brother is getting assaulted by his fiance or some shit, a woman is going to come to his aid and put hands on that girl because that's her brother or that's yeah. her uncle. That's somebody in her family. Yeah. But we're as men, we're expected to stand up for strangers and a woman could be worth five cents. And I'm risking my life for a woman like that. Mm-hmm. Fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. That ain't happening. Yeah, I've learned. Also, I remember my dad, um, my aunt on my dad's side was being beaten up by her boyfriend and my dad found out about it, found a dude, and fucked him up. The dude ran off, and my aunt called the police on my dad. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes when you see women that are getting physically assaulted, that's wrong, and it should not happen, but it's not their first rodeo. And sometimes the assaulter has such control over them that they will flip on you for defending them. Mm-hmm. You have to be in careful. You have to be careful what energy you're engaging because you're going to get in some shit. And that ain't cool, man. And what, there was another scenario that I had. Um, not only that, but there was a time me and my dad were at a gas station called Lucky 7. And this girl got backhanded to the ground. And me and my dad turned around like, oh, my God, we was about to drive off. And he bent over to grab the girl and pick her up, the dude that slapped her. And he had a pistol sticking out of his back pocket. So you tell me, were me and my dad supposed to engage that situation? Because we both probably wouldn't be here. So we we have to be careful what we're asking people to do, and we're being we're being demonized. And not only that, the chick is probably lying. There's mm-hmm. too many, and then they then they also got footage. There is no footage showing any assault of a brick. There are multiple angles that these business owners release that show no assault. In addition, in addition to that, there is no police report. Mm-hmm. And each time she's been assaulted, I'll be using uh, quotes, each time she's been assaulted or beat up by somebody, she never filed one police report. Yeah. So this is just looking real scammy. <laughs> real motherfucking scammy. And I, for the last week, I haven't really said anything, but I've just watched everybody just be like, men are garbage. They're trash. Men don't know how to be men anymore. And I think the, the issue I have with it is not just because of men. I think that there are some people that feed into, um, what do you call it, um, confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. You've probably had shit men in your life. You've had a sample size of men who lied to you, cheat on you, stole from you, whatever, and you just say all men ain't shit. Mm-hmm. And that's not cool. You've had, you've experienced no percent of men in the world, and this is your opinion. It's almost like a dude telling me, man, these hoes ain't shit. All they want to do is take your money and do this and that. And I'm thinking like, brother, 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 you have dated five women that treated you like that. And now all women ain't shit. Have you ever tried to switch your energy and reverse engineer yourself and figure out why you're attracting these women or why you want them? 
Have you ever taken any time to do that? You don't have the right to talk about every woman because you've experienced nine of them that treated you like shit. That's just not how the real world works. Yeah. And it's all confirmation bias. And it's annoying that the loudest voices on the Internet are the most toxic voices that control the narrative. Mm -hmm. And it's like, bro, you guys got to shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. You're not helping. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think the the thing, the biggest takeaway that I have is, if if um, if you're a man, and you think in any of those situations like you were describing, where a woman gets backhanded or the the sister gets her hands put on her, or um, the woman is at Starbucks and somebody is attacking her with a machete, of all those situations, you as a man, you know, think in that situation that the right thing to do is to jump in there and defend a woman, then that's good. Like, you know, there's 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 nothing wrong with the person that is is doing that. The only uh the only thing that I will say is that you gotta be willing to lose your life in those situations mm-hmm. to defend that person. And if you're not a person that, you know, is willing to lose your life because, <clears throat> you know, like Eddie mentioned, there's in those situations, um, there's it's more nuanced than a woman just getting assaulted right, right? and I, I i just say personally for me i'm not jumping in in no situation nah, man, you know it's unless it's dealing with like me and mine or my family or whatever my relationship or whatever the case may be then you know they got to figure that out on their own or i would just call the police or you know call 911 or whatever yeah but in those situations it's just too it's too much emotion involved and it's too many moving parts to where if a guy it's crazy enough to put his hands on a woman. You know, you got to already imagine he a little bit off. You know 100%. what I mean? So, and like you said, it's situations where, like with Blaine. Blaine was, uh, I don't know exactly how the story played out, but I think I think there was a woman that was dealing with this, this guy on some level. And I don't know if she tried to break it off with him or whatever the case may be. But whatever happened, he came into Starbucks um, and he was trying to kill her. And she's, I think to this day, she's really still messed up. Last time I heard, she was like in a wheelchair and stuff like that. Wow. And uh, Blaine, you know, he got sliced up. He was in a hospital and, yeah. um, he, you know, his, his nerves in his hand, like he still, last time I seen him, he still has like trouble closing his hand all the way. Like that's just that, you know, that's kind of what he lives with. But Blaine is a person that I think, I think he would, probably do it again if that was the situation just because he kind of yeah. he kind of looks at himself in that kind of hero um thing and that was an opportunity for him to you know really save somebody's life um but as far as as far as me like i i just you know i, I don't i don't i don't see myself doing that just because i know in those situations imagine if you do that you saved this girl's life from a person that was dang near about to kill her mm-hmm. and then Two weeks later, three weeks later, you see them on Facebook getting married or something like that. I would be like... Yeah, it was all for nothing. Yeah. 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 I'll say this, too, and I'll add this in there. I think that men and women need to protect each other. I really do. And here's here's what I mean by that. The way women can protect men, too, is ladies. For example, if you're with your husband or you're with your boyfriend and you guys are walking down the street and you see a couple arguing... And the dude is calling his girlfriend bitches and telling her to shut up. All kinds of shit, right? Just disrespectful stuff. And, and your girl says, hey, hey, you asshole, don't talk to her like that. What she doesn't realize is she just put your life in danger. Because she got you involved in some shit that you didn't sign up for. 
and this guy's calling his girlfriend bitches and shit over there, we both should ignore that and keep walking and let them figure it out because they're both adults. Okay. But instead, you engage that woman and said, you engage that couple and said, hey, don't talk to her like that asshole. And then the guy turns around to your girl and says, shut up, bitch, mind your business. Now you got to enter, now you got to get involved with this guy now. Mm-hmm. Now you got beef with him because your girl couldn't be quiet. Now you fighting this dude, you beating his ass, you getting the best of him, and then he poke you. Now you bleeding to death only because your girlfriend couldn't be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This shit really happens. The way you protect a man is not get us involved in shit that we don't need to be involved in. I'm dead. You yeah. need to this is for men and women. Be careful with the energy you engage. That was a uh this is kind of related, but kind of not related. Um Nipsey Hussle was he was doing an interview and he was talking about um you know, like people from his gang or whatever. He was saying like there there will be like a situation where, you know, somebody from his gang they'll do something a little bit outlandish or out of pocket, and he's like, as as affiliates, we have to kind of have his back. You know, if like if he pop off at a club or something like that, like we can't just let him get jumped. Like we got to go over there and, and you know handle the situation accordingly. But he was saying at the same time when we get back to the hood. We gonna have that conversation, like, hey, bro, that was that was out of line. Like, you need to be able to control your emotions a little bit more. You need to be able to do this. So I say that to say, like, sometimes um, you got to be above, like, above the nonsense, and you got to yeah. be able to like discern, like, when it's uh, when is the opportune time to like say something and not say something. 100%. Especially, I think, and I think a lot of women, what they don't realize, like, and it's important we're having this kind of conversation because a lot of women think that it's just like a lot of this macho machismo stuff going on. Mm. But, you know, we are like for for uh for the most part, we're people that are like um like reactionary. You know what right. I mean? We're not out here playing offense, we playing defense. Right. So I think that, you know, and we especially the older you get and there's more stakes involved, you know, as thirty people in their thirties, we're not out here trying to like just fight any and everybody, Fuck no. especially you it's know, dangerous. Yeah, you know, people be carrying guns like like I I was working at I was um uh what was that? That was you. you. I didn't do nothing. I didn't clap. That was weird. Oh, okay. There's some ghosts in here. Something. I thought you clapped, dude. No, I literally just went like this. Oh, I don't know what happened there. Well, all know. right. Um, but no, I, I I was at a um when I was working at a uh at a bar. There was a situation where the it was an off-duty um, um, security guard. He was just in there, like, drunk, talking to people, and they didn't really like how he was talking. One thing led to another, and I don't know if he had a real gun or fake gun, whatever the case may be, but he came through shooting. You know what I mean? And that was literally wow. just because the dudes didn't want to uh, – they just didn't like how he was talking. He was talking mm. crazy, and they ended up fighting him and stuff like that. So I say that to say, like, it's uh, we don't as as certain it's like the level headed men. We don't mind the conversation confrontation if it comes down to it, but we're not looking for it. And I think that um, a lot of women need to understand, like in those situations, that we're not trying to. Uh, it's it's not like a a dick swinging contest out here. Mm-hmm. We're trying to protect ourselves and just go home to see our families. We're not out here trying to like you know be the superheroes right i mean yeah that's that's asking a lot Mm -hmm. also too is is i think we need to protect 
our women though, like the women in our families, our <laughs> girlfriends, our wives. We need to protect them by doing this too. When we're out and about and we're with our wife or girlfriend, whatever, even our moms, sisters, whatever, when there's a dude out and he's causing problems and you're walking by him and he's like, what you looking at, motherfucker? Right? You just need to look over at him and just ignore him and keep walking. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you engage him, he's like, what are you looking at, motherfucker? And you're like, I don't know what you're looking at. And then you guys start fighting. You just put every woman in danger that you're with. And here's why. If you with your lady and you fight this dude and you you putting hands on him and all of a sudden he catch you with a lucky shot and he start beating your ass. What if he turn around now he's whooping your girl's ass now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause you you sleep. You, you got to understand something. You can't beat everybody up. Yeah. So when you engage that dude because he had a problem, now you fighting with this dude for no reason, and he fuck you up. You fall down. Now he beat you and your girlfriend up, and, I, that, and that can happen. You also got to realize, like, as an adult, fights don't end. No, like in school, you would, the fight would get broke up by the security guard or Thank the teachers you. or whatever. When you're an adult, the fight just you just fight till there ain't no there ain't no clock. Hey man, some niggas fight to the death. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to fight. Do you understand me when I tell you? I'm not trying to fight anybody. <laughs> Nobody. I'm not a tough guy. If I if I'm fighting you, I am literally in fear for my life. So here's that's the other element. Since I'm in fear for my life, I could grab you, pick you up in the air, and slam you on your neck. Now either I could kill you that way. Or you could be paralyzed. Or if I fuck you up bad enough, now my freedom is in jeopardy for assault. That's what I'm saying. So why? That's the thing. Why should mm. I in, engage in this negative, low vibrational bullshit just because, you know. Now, here's the difference. It's always a time and place. It's always a time and place. Because you could defend a woman that's a stranger in a different way. I was at McDonald's one day waiting on my order. This dude came in there like, I need this, and it doesn't make sense that I don't have blah, blah, blah. And he's just going off. And I told him, I said, hey, brother, hey, man, let's just try to keep it cool, brother. Try to keep it cool. It ain't that deep, bro. It's just mm-hmm. a burger. He's like, well, it's, it's my business. I said, man, but look at the girl on the other side of the counter, man. She couldn't be no older than 17, 18 years old. And you a grown man yelling and screaming at her, mm-hmm. right? So I stepped in, but I did it in a calm and respectful way. Because when you're engaging strangers in the public, that motherfucker might have 10 bodies in his basement. And that's the same person you chose to talk shit to on a Tuesday? Good luck. You need to watch your fucking mouth and how you talk to people in the streets. Because especially even in road rage, like I've literally, I've dropped my reactions to people by like, I was telling Keith, I've reduced them by like another 15%. Yeah. Because... People do crazy shit in traffic, dangerous shit, right? And by you flipping them off and blowing your horn at them, you're doing nothing. You are simply just another character in their story that they have to kill. Now they're like, oh, you want to flip me off? Okay, I'm going to follow you all the way home. You know what? I'm going to follow this guy to his job and I'm blow his head off. Bro, I've, I've seen, like you talk about the low vibration stuff. I've seen the simplest situations. Go crazy. Like, I've been up here. And then um, just listening out, 
you know, to downtown Bakersfield mm-hmm. and you just hear people arguing. I'm up here like ed- editing a video or something like that. Mm-hmm. You hear people arguing. So I look out the window. I'm like, no, what's going on? Then you look outside and you look at people in the uh, in the drive through at the ATM just arguing and people trying to like get around each other and they running into each other's cars and stuff. Chaos. Like that. I'm like, yo, this is like, like you said, this is low vibrational stuff. Yeah. And um, people, they justify it. You know, like, I'm not going to let anybody step to me like that. There you go. I'm pulling money out of my ATM. And that's a lot of, also, that's broke behavior. Yeah. Niggas be like, because what happens is you bring your whole life into these arguments. Yeah. Like, because it's not really about what they did or somebody taking too long. Because mm-hmm. I remember one time, and this is not like a like confrontational situation, but I remember one time um, I was putting cash, you know, I have vending machines, right? So I'm putting cash into the ATM. And um, a lot of times it's it's just easier to go through the drive through than to go inside when you only got like seventy five dollars in ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm in, uh, I'm in there and, and the machines they haven't upgraded them enough to where they take bills fast mm-hmm. and they be sorting through them or whatever the case may be. So I'm putting in like ten at a time, ten, 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 ten. And the person behind me is just flustered, like oh, he's waving his hands and looking at me like you know and all this stuff. And I'm just like dog, like. Where do you need to be on a Friday right. that is so important that I can't even do normal stuff? It's one thing when you like, I've been in situations at an ATM where I'm like, I know you don't got money and you hear checking your your balance. Because mm. when you when you look at them, the, generally the people that take the longest at the ATM is the people with no money. Because I've been in situations where I've been waiting like 15 minutes and then I go up yeah. there and then they mess around and leave their receipt and then I look at their balance and it's zero dollars on there. I'm like, you was checking your savings, mm-hmm. you was checking your checking account, you was checking your Bitcoin account, you was checking your stock portfolio and all of that has zero in it and you was up here for 30 minutes. You got to <clears> understand <throat> something too. A lot of people are reacting based on what they're lacking in their reality. Mm-hmm. So like you mentioned, the financials might be off. They might be at a job they fucking hate. Their relationship's going bad. They're at the, they ain't got their dick sucked by their wife in three months. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, things are going bad. Everything is bad. Mm-hmm. And everything they're doing is reaction from their reality. Mm-hmm. So you could never put up a fight against a person that's that miserable because they're willing to take it places that you really don't want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, in your mind, and, some, and here's the problem, too. In your mind, you think like, man, I'm going to flip this person off and go on about my day. No. See, you can flip that person off and tell a man, fuck you, right? And a dude would be like, you know what? I was going to kill myself tonight anyways. I'm going to kill this motherfucker too. <laughs> Hit a U-turn. Follow you down the road. Now he's shooting at you in public. That shit really happens. You cannot expect people to intervene in situations involving strangers. It is just absurd to do it. Yeah. Any woman in my life, I got their back. I feel like, especially if it's your girl, she's maneuvered in her personal life going through situations where she probably felt uncomfortable. Maybe it was some dude at a, at a, that called her a bitch or told her to fuck herself or some dude she was scared of. But now that I'm here, that ain't happening no more. Yeah. Okay? But your homegirl that keep getting involved with these toxic dudes... If he slap her in the face and I'm not around, I'm not getting involved. She getting her ass whooped because she's choosing niggas to whoop her ass. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you why. I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I got an aunt on my father's side that most of the dudes she has ever dated all put hands on her. Mm-hmm. All, most, I say 85% of the dudes she's dated have put hands on her. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that there are people, men and women, that choose people that do shit like this. Mm -hmm. And ain't nothing you could do about it because my dad beat one of the dudes up and my aunt called the police on my fucking dad. Yeah. So. Your, your aunt must have had all state insurance. I, I don't know. All, all I know is she had all black eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, you, it's certain, it, you can't fix people, man. Mm -hmm. You can't fix it. Because I guarantee you it was a good Samaritan some, one day. He seen a woman getting slapped, and he beat the shit out that dude. Beat him up and be like, don't put your hands on a woman, you asshole. Then you drove off, and you had your you had that S on your chest, and you felt like Superman. I defended a woman today. I feel great. But what you don't know is that with that dude that you beat up, when he got home, he beat the fuck out of that girl that night because he got his ass whooped. So you thought you did something. You did nothing. The best thing you could do in certain situations is call the fucking police. Yeah. Because there's footage, there's cameras around. All the cameras got to do is catch him slapping that woman, and he could do more. And the, poli the police can do more with that situation than you can because they got cameras, they got documentation. But with you, you just Joe Blow that's assaulting a dude. So now you try to be Good Samaritan, but now Mr. Good Samaritan got a criminal record. Yeah. For me, if I ain't, if I don't ever get into a physical altercation in my life, the rest of my life. That's my goal. Yeah, I'll be good. God, please. Yeah. Man. Hey, shout out to Baby Hulk, man. We got a we got a uh is a real supporter of the podcast, uh, Baby yeah. Hulk, man. Shout out to we got a fight coming up too. That's but cool. The dude the dude is five foot, right? Five foot dude, MMA fighter. But here's the thing. If you look at a guy like that and you're like, man, fuck you. Man, just just go to YouTube and and look up Baby Hulk. Yeah, he fought this white dude. The dude was like six four or some shit. He was putting hands. He on was him. beating the fuck out of that dude. He's explosive too. I seen he has a way of like <laughs> he the way he throws punches. It like it's almost like uh like a Inspector Gadget. Like the yeah. arm is like longer all of a sudden. Yeah, he you got a long connected. reach for a five foot guy. And yeah, it, and it's uh like a overhand right. Yeah, it's like a little looping punch, and he's just catching the dude. And it's hard to detect when it's coming because. It's almost like he does it not from a crouching position, yeah. But it's like it's almost like he's not not bracing a, pu a punch, but it'll get his left hand up and mm -hmm. just come over with the overhand right and just be binking your ass, yeah. And nobody can stop it. It's just yeah. every fight, it's yeah. this person getting smashed with that right. Yeah, that's the type of nigga but, that be beating. <laughs> not, I'm, I'm not saying that Baby Hulk is abusive, but that's the type of nigga that you would look at and you see him like. Putting his hands on somebody, and you'd be like, hey man, you need to stop. And that nigga just beat your ass. <laughs> uh, he the type of dude that if you are one of those, you know, street tough dudes, see, there's a difference. There's a when, yeah. there's trained fighters and there's street guys. <laughs> it, the street dudes always think they tough. For one, they can't fight longer than 30 seconds. Yeah. So if all you did was just move around and keep your guard up, you'll beat their ass. Yeah. Because they can't fight. They yeah, drink tired. They drink too much alcohol and shit. They got no skills. Smoking weed. Smoking weed, drinking alcohol, and 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 just being a loser. They, those dudes you beat up quick. Mm -hmm. But the crazy thing is you see a dude like Baby Hulk and be like, man, fuck you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> that nigga put hands on you. Well, man, that ain't this is why you don't engage strangers. Mm -hmm. You don't engage strangers strangers leave them the fuck alone mm -hmm. that's bro you should be 
not fearful because you're a coward, but you should be fearful in a in a good way. A healthy, healthy fear. And a, yeah, a healthy fear of people in society. When I go out, I'm super respectful. Hey, excuse me, brother man. You know, when I'm at the gym, even if, if it's a dude my size, I'm not afraid of dude, but I respect him because I'm not trying to fight a dude my size. I'm a big dude. Yeah. What the fuck I look like fighting a dude that's like 275, 280? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not trying to fight. It was this big white dude in the gym the other day. He probably about, he's a little taller than me, so he's about like 6'4", with a big old beard, big guy. And we didn't bump into each other, but we got kind of close. I was like, hey, my bad. He's like, oh, my bad, dude. And then we just like got back to our stations, did our thing. Mm-hmm. So he struck me as a dude that's like me. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to get in a fight with another big guy. Yeah, that's a headache. It's a headache because mm-hmm. even if I hit him hard, he can hit me harder. <laughs> you just never know. Yeah, I don't know what kind of strength he got under that beard, man. I ain't trying to fight this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. insane. That, I, I think the thing, the thing for me is not necessarily getting punched hard. The thing for me is punching somebody hard and them just eating it. Yeah, that's the worst. That's what I. That's my biggest fear. So you just pop him, bow, and he's like, "That's all you got, motherfucker." Yeah, you be like. I gave you everything I had. Yeah, because I know just from sparring and boxing and stuff like that, I could definitely I could crack a little bit. Yeah, but if the, if you if you throw one of them if you throw one of them baby hulks and then he he just eat that like oh all right he just he lick his he he suck the blood out of his teeth and keep coming forward then you like oh. now the worst ones is if you hit them and they do that thing that fighters do where they they ball their fist up and hit themselves in the face yeah or like the Muay Thai guys that do the leg thing yeah you'd be like oh my god this guy's yeah. gonna kick me into fucking. Yeah. This guy's going to kick me into oblivion. No, you got it, bro. I'm going to chill. I think the Muay Thai guys in a street fight might be the worst. Because mm-hmm. a Muay Thai guy, have you ever seen how hard they kick? Mm-hmm. Oh, my fucking God. Mm-hmm. We're not, nobody is ready to take those kicks, mm-hmm. especially in the back of the leg. And it's like this fatty part in the back of your leg that once they kick you there, all them nerves get hit. Mm-hmm. And you just be, this is bow. Like if you ever see an MMA fighter, UFC more specifically, take a kick to the back of the like the hamstring area mm-hmm. and they keep fighting. That's because they have built up that they built up that mental strength over years of training. Mm-hmm. But if you kick me or Keith in the back of the leg, we're fucked. Yeah. I don't, got, the, I don't got that. That's the first time we ever been kicked like that. We mm-hmm. might if you get kicked that hard in that area, you can fall and you don't you're not able to get back up, bro. Yeah. Yeah, so now when you fall down from getting kicked, now the person's on top of you, ground and pound. Now mm-hmm. they ain't even got to they ain't got to use freaking jujitsu, nothing. Yeah, now they got you on the ground and they just pounding your ass out. Yeah, I'm not really built Pause. for like I'm not. All my combat skills is up here. As <laughs> soon as you go below the waist, and it's over. Yeah, I'm a very novice uh, general boxing per, uh, person. Mm-hmm. I have some very brief training, yeah, but not not significant enough for me to be walking around like I'm that dude because that ain't that ain't the truth at all. Yeah, you know that ain't true at all, man. Mm-hmm. I think just just in that fact, um, I need to find a, a a solid boxing gym around here. Yeah, I wanna I wanna find one too. Yeah, man, it's a couple out there. Um, I don't know if it. I, uh, I don't want to make an excuse, but like. It's it's just not that many professional boxers nah, here. So it's not. different if you go to LA. If it's different mm. if you're in Las Vegas where it's like... It's surplus out there. Yeah. You're going to find some tra- former 
professional boxing trainers mm-hmm. uh, that you could run into. Now uh, here, it's a lot of guys that like they got like the they're they're training uh they're training like older people to lose weight, not mm-hmm. necessarily like really younger people boxing. to you know to be boxers. So. I think you got to sharpen that knife, man. Because yeah. my my thing is is I don't I don't ever want my uh my 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 skills to be um not even robotic, but something I would have to think about during an altercation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's keeping my hands up or, you know, looking at that person's body and where their feet are, where mm-hmm. their face is. Because a lot of people that get in these street fights, they don't got no head movement. They Their head is stationary. Mm-hmm. Their chin ain't down. Because it's so many mechanics involved with just throwing punches. It These people that be street fighting, bro, their head be, their neck wobbling everywhere. So you hit Maybe him in the lunging, reaching, bro. So. You could the average the average man. I'm just keeping it 100. The average man, you could probably knock him out with a jab, bro. Mm-hmm. Because they be like, "What's up, man? What you want to do?" Mm-hmm. And they don't got no head movement. So when you throw a shot, they not gonna move their head. The only thing ghetto niggas know how to do is do that move where they they move their neck back like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only. Yeah, they be leaning. They be leaning, and then they be doing all this weird stuff like this. Yeah. So it's yeah. nothing. And then when they when they throw. When they when they throw that right, it's not that fast, and it's it's so over telegraphed that you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. You know it's coming. So all you got to do is either cover up and step underneath, and then throw that right, mm-hmm. and just jab them out. Or yeah. you, or when they do that, you could you know step under, grab them, and slam them on their head, and then walk off. It'd be like you know, a lot of these hood niggas. They be having no hands either. None. They don't got no yeah. hands, and they and they only think they tough because they fighting a bunch of people like them. They can't fight. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. average dude. But did, if you fought a nigga with that had decent skills that just trained a little bit in boxing, yeah. there'd be ninety percent of these game members up. Oh yeah, a lot of game members can't fight. Mm-hmm. Once you hit them enough times, they'd be like, "I'll be back, I'll be back." He'd be like, "Oh, yeah. this dude's gonna kill gonna me. Shoot you. He's gonna shoot me." Yeah. But if he's gonna shoot me, I'm not letting him get to that trunk. Now yeah. I gotta stomp him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you see, he stomped out Tiny Loke from the east side, cuz. <laughs> Stabbed him out, cuz. <laughs> oh, man. Well, how did we get here? All right, man. Uh, I, I'll, I'll leave that conversation with stating this. Um, do I feel like women need to be protected? I do. Do I feel like uh, there's a time and place for that? Yes. I don't think that every... Um, one size fits all. And I think that men need to be careful what they're engaging when they're out and about. Um, and I think women also need to protect themselves and their man by not getting him involved in the scenario that could cause him to lose his freedom or to lose his life. Yeah. We have to be more careful about what we're, what we're getting our women involved in. Cause even a man could get in an argument with a woman somewhere and women are very defensive too, though. If you, let's say let's say you out and about right, mm-hmm. and um, some woman is def- is disrespecting you in front of your girlfriend, she might get pissed the fuck off. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, "Hey, bitch, we talking to?" <laughs> mm-hmm. It happens all the time. So then at that point, if a woman's like doing something to you, you want to disengage so you don't get your girl mad. So where she's fighting this stranger, mm-hmm. so we have <clears> to protect <throat> ourselves from getting involved in the bullshit. Uh, yeah, I think the best thing is just. Go through the proper channels. Right. You know what I mean? Right. If you see an altercation, you know, use the, the these uh, police officers. You know, they're coming 
uh, to situations ready to defend people. Hundred percent. And you know they have the training and and, and the resources to mm-hmm. make sure you know they everybody is safe in those situations. But if you just a regular person on a on an average regular day, you know if you just minding your business and you see an altercation like that, you probably just going to get some food or you coming out of the store mm-hmm. or something like it ain't like you got some weapons on you or like no nothing to defend yourself you just like trying to be a superhero so that's why you got to call the police yeah 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 take a step back and uh see uh take it from there man yeah. i started sweating up in here boy it was again, a warm, again a little warm it's a hot day today mm-hmm. all right switching gears mark cuban um, tells working class people to save their money and not buy that $5 latte. Let me go ahead and get the video just to, and we'll let it run for a second because I don't want it to, you know, have any biases out there. Let's see. Oh, man. Save. You don't need that extra latte, that extra streaming subscription, going to that fancy dinner. You want to put that in a money market account, earning five, maybe more percent and watch that sucker grow oh mark marky q you did not have to announce how much of an out-of-touch billionaire you are you'd cultivated this persona of being like the people's billionaire because of your prescription drug company i guess when you're that out of touch it's hard to be aware of it Okay, so let's say that you get coffee once a week, every Friday. It's got to be that brown sugar oat milk shake and espresso, $6.15. You get that every Friday to celebrate getting through the week and to get you to that weekend. But not anymore because you decide that Mark has a real pulse on the working class and working poor. You decide to forego that little bit of happiness every week so at the end of the year you can have $295. All of that work, all of that denying yourself, and what do you have to show for it at the end of the year? Maybe maybe you can buy Mark Cuban's shirt. But let's say you decide to invest it in a money market account. Like Mark suggested, you might get up to 5% interest. I mean, how much was the inflation in July? No, this is we're off to a great start. But you hold strong because Mark said this was a great idea. So you don't have any more latte happiness for 10 years. How much money would you have? Would you look at that? That's probably enough for one month's rent in 10 years. No, no, but that was such good. All right. Now, there's a there's a mixture of things there uh you could tell she she's has somewhat of a eat the rich mentality um but there's validity on both sides and here's why we're having this conversation uh when it comes to mark cuban using the latte as an example he mentioned if you skip out on that latte every friday and invest it in a money marketing account or whatever you can do this and that um here's the thing um when you talk about building wealth or whatnot I think the validity in his statement is you will save money. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Keith both have a app called Rocket Money, and it just literally gives you clarification on all of your finances. And that would be a really good ad for me and you because we really fucking use Rocket Money. Yeah, I really be using Rocket Money. Yeah. But um, it just gives you clarification like, hey, look, I'm paying for why do I have you know this subscription? I could go without this, right? It just gives you clarification on your uses so you could cut back costs. Right. And me and Keith both adopt that. But where I feel like she has a point is he's using something as small as a latte and the average American person feels like they deserve somewhat of a uh, of a prize for, you know, working, maybe working a job they're not that passionate about, you know, and that latte on a Friday is something that they use to take them into the weekend, you know. Um, And also what the problem I, I won't say a problem I have is when you're talking about wealth, I think. Speaking from his vantage point, he needs to be a little more transparent about how to really build billionaire wealth. 
like for example, you know how Mark has, you know, his team, you know, the the Dallas Mavericks, um, and they have all those jerseys and those shirts. Uh, those shirts, I'm pretty positive everything is outsourced to like some country where brown people make it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they print on those shirts and they mark them up like 300 percent, and they sell like a shirt that talk that took about 20 cents to make. They sell it for like 45 dollars. Mm-hmm. So. I think that Mark might want to talk about those things instead of a fucking latte. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Um, from her perspective, I think that she her, you know, she was a little bit, I won't say wounded by the statement, but I feel like um she mentioned, you know, uh the billionaires hoarding most of the wealth and this and that and the third. I think at the end of the day, them hoarding the wealth, if they still earned it, then it's like what are we gonna do? Like we're telling them what to do with their money at some point, too, which is kind of backwards also. And who said he's hoarding the wealth? Yeah, we don't know. He employs a lot of people. I'm sure he's not He's not paying the person that sweeps up the Dallas Mavericks basketball arena a million dollars. 719 billionaires. That's, what do you mean? That's all there is. There's 719 billionaires. Yeah, but I, what, I, what I'm saying is like, that like the idea of him hoarding the wealth is just kind of like it's just a cliche that it is she doesn't know factually where all of his money is being spent 100 percent. yeah i mean he literally has a show where he's giving people opportunity to like you know to thrive and you know Which investing in shark tank uh I, I, uh I don't know some of it is a little predatory sometimes yeah that's like but that's the the horrible stories that we hear but what i'm saying is on a just a general basis there are people that are coming in, everyday people that have started a business, mm-hmm. and there are people that are investing five hundred thousand, hundred thousand dollars to, you know, own a percentage of the company. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, the thing for me is that the the annoying part of this conversation is it just people are just bashing, not people, but there was people in the comments too. But this woman is just bashing Mark Cuban just because he's rich. You know, she's not necessarily looking at the message and she probably got triggered by the latte just because she's kind of like a cookie cutter white woman that probably loves going to Starbucks on Friday and getting her little, getting her little latte on every Friday. But she's just, uh, the the thing about it too, and I don't, I don't know what her TikTok looks like, but she seems like a pretty successful TikToker. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing went viral. So I would be curious to know, like, what are you doing with your finances? Cause you know, a lot of people have, opinions about what uh, Mark Zuckerberg is doing with his money or what, you know, Mark Cuban is doing with their money all at the same time where she, she, she mentioned on there something about making a hundred thousand dollars or being a hundred thousand there. Some, she, something she said about making some sort of money. So I pose to all those people to have opinions about like what billionaires are hoarding the wealth. What type of charitable events are you doing? You know what I mean? If you if you make a hundred thousand dollars, Mark Cuban makes a billion dollars, um, and maybe he has a foundation, and maybe he's not giving, maybe he's only giving fifty thousand dollars a year to this charitable organization, and that's like a micro fraction of his wealth. But you know, a lot of those people that have those opinions, um, and they may and they are not making as much money as Mark Cuban, they don't be giving no type of nothing to charitable events. That's they don't true. even they don't even They'll walk by a homeless man, you know what I mean, and that's asking for change. So, I just think that um, for me, when I look at these situations, I'm not trying to dissect Mark Cuban as a human being. Like, is the information 
solid. You know, that's that's kind of what I'm looking at. And yeah. whatever he said is there's 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 literally nothing wrong to what he said, and everything he said is 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 pretty factual. Well, <clears throat> I think philanthropy is a little easier when you are a billionaire, though, because you have so much. You have a surplus of things, but rel- relatively speaking, you probably say, "Hey, what is she doing comparable to that?" Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that people don't say it, but they feel a little little less um, obligated to have those same um, type of you know things going on in their life when they're not having the amount of success that he's having, right? So that that could be the reason why. But I remember mm-hmm. there was a conversation about Jeff Bezos a long time ago because he donated $700,000 to the Amazon rainforest when it was burning. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, my God, he's such a piece of shit. He's so cheap. He donated only $700,000, right? Mm-hmm. Me and you had the conversation of what are you donating comparable to Jeff Bezos in your own life? Yeah. You know, and it's it's a good point. Like, But it'd it be simple stuff like, Going to Panda Express, hey, well, do you want to round up to a dollar to help this person? And a lot of people say no. I do. I say no every time now. Yeah. But the thing about it is I'm not shaming Mark Cuban or Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos for what they're doing because I know in my personal life, I'm still on the come up. So yeah. all these charitable organizations, they ain't getting none for me. Yeah. I just came here for the orange chicken. I didn't come here to get my money. <laughs> they ask now. And the thing, too, is is I heard that a lot of these places that, like, it's you round up, but they're still getting a cut of it. Like, Yeah, if you're getting 10% of my 50 cents. Yeah, it's like, no, it? dude. Yeah. I'm not trying to pay you more money. You already bought tacos. already bought, yeah. you know, saying orange chicken. I don't mm-hmm. need to give you more. And, and some of the foundations be kind of sketchy. Like, do you want to donate to the Children on Skateboards Foundation? I'll be like, nigga, no. <laughs> yeah. Just tell them to go get their own skateboard, man. That's <laughs> how we did it back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You better get you some of them, uh, what do they call them things? Uh, oh, my God. I can't remember. I don't remember the skateboard lingo. Oh. oh what do they call those things? Trucks? Oh, the, the little metal bar? Yeah. 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 That's a trip, man. Remember, I used to have a homie who used to make his skateboards. Like, he would, like, literally get the skateboard made from scratch at the skateboard shop. Yeah. That's a trip, man. They put the grip tape on it and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I had a homie back in the day. I can't remember his name. But he used to do BMX bike riding back when um uh, we were freshmen. And mm-hmm. that's back when BMX was, like, still really. It was before, the, like, the X Games and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And um, he was doing the BMX bike ride. He had a bike for it and everything. Mm-hmm. But I guess he supposedly he tried to bunny hop a gate and he got stuck and he fell forward and cracked all his teeth out. Oh my god! And he went to school and his teeth were fucked. Nah, yeah. They I'm had to put they had to put crowns all over his teeth. Yeah. It's like damn. damn, yeah, that shit was wild, bro. Yeah, that was back in the day too. The technology probably was a little different. Yeah, so when they fixed his teeth, you could tell like they was fixed, but they wasn't fixed. What like, it look like? Some of the teeth was well, when his teeth was cracked up, so they filled them in and they put like crowns on them. Mm-hmm. But like you could tell like they t- some parts of the teeth wasn't all that white and shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's tricky, man. Ain't nothing you could do about that. Nah, ain't nothing you could do about that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, man. Um, certain sometimes, sometimes billionaires are completely out of touch though. And it's not their fault. Like, if you're telling me what worked for you back in 1982, right? When I, all I did is I invested in a money marketing account. I did this and that. What they need to understand is that the metrics start to shift as time goes on. 
you know. Um, and also, there's there's like if you work at your job this long and you retire and you work hard, if you work hard, they notice your hard work. He said something earlier, and I was like, Mark, just shut the fuck up. He said, if you're passionate and you go to work and you work hard and you and you show your enthusiasm, they're going to pay you more money. They're going to pay you more money because they like you being there. And it's like, bro, that's not how it works. That's, <laughs> that's how yeah, it works. That's not how, that's not how it works in, in 2023. That's how it worked probably in the fucking 80s, maybe mm-hmm. in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Right. But that metric has shifted like major corporations do not have loyalty to people like that anymore. So that's how I know that, you know, you're you're kind of pandering to this antiquated like idea of what the work environment is supposed to be and this and that. We just watched Yellow Freight, right? Yellow Freight just fucked all the drivers, man. And it's so fucked up the way they did it. And there was there was this black dude that I think I brought it up on here. The, that black dude that was going nuts on TikTok. He was there. He was 60 some years old. He was there over 30 years and they robbed him of his pension, man. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, like when you see this go on and you see guys like Mark Cuban or some, some other billionaire say stuff, it's like, look, you're a billionaire. You're very successful in your business. What happened? No, there's something floating in the air. Oh, I was like, what? You just, just, you just distracted over there? What's going on, man? There's stuff floating around in here. You just got your hair did and now you're acting different <laughs> over here now, man. When did you get your hair done? Uh, Thursday. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I had a, a job interview, so I wanted to look pre- presentable, I guess. Oh, but your hair, you, but you got a black hairdo, man. That's not professional now, bro. I thought about that, <laughs> and then I was like, if y'all don't want to hire me because I look like like me, then yeah, that's I weird. don't want to work here. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I, I I do believe in freedom of expression, is yeah. and and I think that if you go to a job, honestly, bro, with the way the world is now, if you came into the job looking like a fucking lizard. I would still take you seriously only because I need to I need to evaluate you on like a like professional level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking at you and you probably got piercings and shit everywhere, but it's like, bro, how good are you at this job? Yeah. That that I think that's a most important. The presentation is a little bit there. I don't know. I guess it depends on what what field we're working in too. You know what I mean? If it's like yeah. a tech thing, you could pretty much look however you want to. Oh yeah. Now for me, <clears throat> the 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 positive of being a truck driver, we don't have to look anyway. Mm-hmm. I've seen truck drivers with fucking tattoos on their face. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. The, mm-hmm. the, like, can you drive a truck? Yeah. Can you get this? Can you this get thing we carry in safely. That's it. Yeah. It doesn't. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. So with truck driver, I've seen truck drivers with their necks tatted up, arms all tatted. No one hands. No one gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. With a CDL, no one cares, bro. Long yeah. as you could drive, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's pick the right. If you pick the right um, industry, then you can do whatever you want. Yeah, but don't try to like tattoo your face and say for some reason I'm trying to be a school teacher and they just keep on discriminating. It's like, bro, you got dicks tattooed on your face. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, you're not getting a job with dicks tattooed. Yeah, it's like you're gonna have to. That's like, look, we can give you a job, but you got to cover up that dick, man. Unless <laughs> you're a porn star. Oh, if you're a porn star, you get dicks on your face. They, that's just going to add to the aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have a stage name, Dick Tracy. <laughs> 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 I love you, Dick Tracy. I love you. <laughs> Rowdy Piper. Rowdy Piper. <laughs> oh, man. These porn names are hilarious. Yeah. I remember uh, back in the day, it was uh, one of my aunts on my dad's side. We had visited her over in L.A. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, we was watching the movie Eight Mile on Bootleg because mm-hmm. it just came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was looking for the DVD to put it in so we could watch it. And then it was a porno sitting on the table, and it said Cherry Poppins. Nah. Bruh, I was. Your aunt was watching it? I don't know who was watching it. It was just sitting there. It said Cherry Poppins. Bro, That's I crazy. was. I was fucking dying, bro. Yeah. That was a distinction when you knew you could have bootlegs, but some people had the porno bootlegs, and you could just tell. Like, it was something that, I don't know if it was a handwriting or something. You could very, you could tell very oh, well yeah. that those was different. Yeah, or it'd be like the extremely high volume. It would like volume 70. Yeah. It'd be like black ass, volume 75. I remember. Uh, I That's remember, the most sequels I've ever seen in my life. I remember uh, <laughs> I remember Desmond had, um, I don't know if he got it from Big Will or what, but it was like a, it was like a, it was like a porno, but it was just like clips. It wasn't like full length, nothing. It was what? almost like, almost like it was like the equivalent of like a thumbnail. Wow. But it was just like one minute video, fifty second video. It's just like crazy. Story. Crazy thing about it though is when you real young watching that, you'll bust off on that one minute. <laughs> you for sure. That's for sh- that's more than enough time. You got enough time to get a snack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be a forty five second video. You are dang. You, you got it all mapped. Up. That is crazy. Oh man, that's plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, I remember Chris Rock cracked a joke. He's like, my wife went to work, and I was just trying to get a little jerk before work. <laughs> that shit heavy. That's oh, crazy. Man. I wonder how many married men in America still uh, be beating their meat. Uh, probably, probably a lot, probably man. A lot. Yeah, probably, probably a lot. Because it's, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it could be, who, who knows the situation, but, you know, generally to have... Any sort of sexual intercourse, y'all got to both be on the same page. Yeah. You know, whether y'all both, you know, y'all both got to be feeling it. And that's sometimes a man is feeling it and a woman not. Sometimes a woman want to do it and a man not. So it's different yeah. women, though. When women feeling it, they just push themselves on you. Mm-hmm. It's it's more like, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can't do that to women. Yeah. You just got to hope. That's how that's how niggas is going to prison for a long time. What? They're getting 30 years for that. For what? For just pushing themselves on women. Uh, well, of course. We know yeah. what that's called. Yeah. But I'm just saying, with women, they more or less could just like, kind of like press the issue. Yeah. You know, where with us, we just got to like sit back and hope that you want to do that. <laughs> Niggas is just waiting. Like, <laughs> please, God, I ain't busting a nut in three weeks. Please, God, George. Just twiddling their fingers like, yeah, just hoping for an opportunity. Imagine, imagine it's been like um, like a probably over a month, and you're like, oh, I gotta get a nut off. Yeah. It's like it's my wife coming home tonight. Please, I hope she's happy. Yeah. And then she's like, you like fuck that. And then you in there, you busting one off, and she like, David, <laughs> David, <laughs> what are you doing in there? <laughs> I'm real private about that stuff, bro. I'm gonna keep it real. If I came home and I, I don't say busted, but if I walked in like on my girl and it was porn i would just turn my head and walk out yeah i'm not even gonna get mad yeah i i think it depends on the situation if it's a situation where i don't know like y'all not maybe you work in 12s like like your schedule like if you on a truck all day yeah, long I by the time you get home you tired 
You just gotta let that slide. Yeah, she, you gotta let trying. it slide. She's getting her rocks off. And but, I don't want to know what you're watching. Nothing. <clears throat> I don't, it's just your yeah. business. But if you doing it as like an escape from what I what I got going on, that's then a, that's a different know. conversation. That's a little different conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah, know. It was like it's like that. Uh, what's that movie with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? I don't remember that. Um, I forget what it's called. It's like something John or something like that. But basically, he was he was in Scarlett Johansson is in it. He was uh, he would have like sex with her, and then afterwards, like either he wouldn't bust or he wouldn't be satisfied. So like afterwards, he would go watch porn. Like oh, Don John, Don John, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's kind of addicted to porn. Yeah, yeah. My thing is though with the whole porn thing, I think that some people have addictive personalities. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't necessarily think that it's the same thing with alcohol. I don't think things like alcohol are necessarily they're not good for you, but they're not bad for you when you consume them in a way that's not bad. Like I hardly drink alcohol. Mm So it doesn't do anything to me. It's the same thing as like, you know, porn. Like I've watched it from time to time, but I'm not like subscribing and watching and buying and buying and like yeah, OnlyFans accounts. Yeah, like, like nah, bro. Mm-hmm. I think that when people have addictive personalities and they watch they watch porn, then it becomes like weird. They get addictions. They spend thousands of dollars on it. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, like, porn is rotting your brain. Don't ever watch it again. And it's like, bro, you guys got problems. Yeah, it, it, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's kind of hard to say. I don't think that porn is necessarily doing anything bad, but I think that when you do these studies, you can connect porn to certain behaviors, if that yeah. makes sense. It's yeah. affecting everybody, though. Like yeah. the whole, just the, just the culture of people and, and the shaving the vaginas and stuff, that's, that's the, has an origin, uh, like there's an origin for it. Mm-hmm. And the origin is like X-rated movies. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the reasons why, like, a lot of dudes have insecurities about they meet, and it's like, bro, you're actually a normal dude, but you're watching these videos of yeah. these actors, and these dudes are like 13 inches. That's not normal. Yeah, it ain't until you, like, as a man, tell you like smack somebody down, and she'd be like, "Oh my gosh, you're so big." They'd be like, "Oh, really?" Because this whole time I was comparing myself to uh, Mr. Marcus. Yeah, you, this, this, that's the wrong measuring stick. Man. <laughs> that's why he does those videos. Yeah. You know what's sad, though? I think, I think it was an interview that was somebody was doing with a porn star. And they said, like, well, I would expect for that person to do like to like, make porn because how else is he going to get laid? Ah, that's real. Because it's like the, when you reach a certain size and it's too big, women will completely just tell you no. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's got to That be. happened to me, and I'm not even like, I ain't no porn star by any means. Wow. Yeah. This nigga keeps bragging on here. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, no, too big for me. <laughs> <laughs> Your A-roll too big. <laughs> Oh man, this nigga <laughs> took it to the next level. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, yo. Oh, we gonna have to we got to move on, bro. We and we we don't got no more topics, but we got a question this week. Oh dope. Yeah, let's let's yeah. 
Oh my god, this is nuts. <laughs> we gotta have a, a name for that the little question segment. Yeah, come up with something. Yeah, so uh, switching gears, we'll end to the questions. Mm-hmm. We got, and it's, it's unfortunate we had a, more questions last week, mm-hmm. but we got this one here. Um, should we send or receive nudes? Oh, that is a very. Uh, I'll say this. I think there's a situation for everything. Yeah. However, I will say ultimately we should not because, I mean, it's it's digital. So, you, you know, the, these pictures can get into the wrong hands. Yeah. Um, and you don't want that because you don't want to be the person that has your body plastered all over the place. Yeah. However, I will say this. I feel like there is a certain times where you have a certain energy between you and, and another person. And I think that. Um, depending on what that is, she might have some curiosities about you and she shows you something, you show her something back. And then you guys are like impressed with what you both see. And then you guys connect on that level. Yeah. Because that's happened. Yeah. Um, Or the people who are married that send those pictures to each other. You know what I'm saying? To keep things kind of, keep things kind of spicy. Yeah. 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 You know, so that happens. So Mm -hmm. ultimately, like done responsibly or, you know, if that's your thing, I say, no, it's not a problem. But at the same time, it kind of is only because that shit could get into the wrong hands. Yeah. You know, and now and now you'll you'll picture you'll it'd be a girl. She could be like a Christian girl. She don't post that stuff on her page. But now everybody got a picture of her butt because somebody, you know, hacked her phone or something like that. Yeah, man, that stuff is like, I think for me now, um, back in the day, especially like like when Snapchat was like a thing, and you know it would disappear and, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like I was more like more willing to do it. Um, and then one, I got a little bit older, um, and then two, um, I started moving, like trying to like build a career out of like, you know, entertainment and stuff like that. And I just didn't, I didn't want like my, you know, me, somebody hacking somebody's phone or hacking my phone or whatever the case may be. And then, you know, they have like, you know, you have the whole fappening, excuse the fappening where they, they had hacked all those celebrities iClouds. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like a bunch of like Scarlett Johansson and uh, all these different women. They were, they had news that that posted all over the internet. So that that's a thing. So I, you know, I try to, you know, for the most part, kind of stay away from that, um, even inside of my relationship. But I think for, I think if, for people like if you if you okay with like the the risk of it, then you know, good for you. Go ahead and, and shoot your you know shoot your news. But I think I think now the game is like so much different. It's so much like. It's like revenge porn and stuff that you'll you'll see, and although that stuff is illegal, it doesn't necessarily prevent it from happening. Um, so I guess the the cons of it is like you know if you're trying to be a podcaster, you're trying to be mm. an actor, you're trying to be a rapper or whatever the case may be, you mm. stuff that stuff could you know people could just you know throw that up on the internet and you'd be you know the talk of Twitter and. Most of it, especially if you ain't really packing down there, like that'd you know, be, that would be yeah, terrible. it's embarrassing and all that other stuff. You'd be comments like it'd be comments on like Instagram or whatever. Be like, I love his music, but he got a little dick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's so, like yeah. you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to say that. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, but the, you know the pros of it. If if it's a, it don't necessarily have to be a, like an intimate thing. But if it's, I mean, not an intimate thing, but it don't necessarily have to be like somebody you. Uh, 
you know, you love or anything like that. But mm-hmm. if you're just trying to, you know, like see see see, see what's to come of, of a situation, then you know, yep. if you if you feel comfortable sending that, then you know that's a way to spice up, you know, spice up the situation. But yeah, just now, um, even if I was like like not in a relationship, I just think that I I would probably move a little bit a little bit more careful yeah. nowadays, just because, like you said, it's 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 so easy to you know even if you say like stuff is deleted nothing's ever really deleted now cuz you got different dropbox and you know google drive and um the icloud and all these different areas where you can save stuff so mm-hmm. yeah it's just like and for me i trust myself so as far as receiving them um that wouldn't be an issue Mm-mm. because i know that like i'm not i'm not that type of person i'm not just going to be posting nobody's thing i'm not going to be it's like, but I know dudes like <clears throat> that have a stash. They have like, you know, every new that they've ever received. That's ridiculous. They keep it on their phone and stuff and they be sharing it with their friends and stuff. That's so, not cool, bro. You know, this girl can end up getting married or whatever yeah. the case may be. And you still got, you still got these photos. Um, that ain't cool. So that's a, that's a thing. But as far as like, you know, you know, that goes, I just think that it's a personal it's a personal thing. I personally wouldn't do it. No. And I don't really condone anybody to do it. But I no. think if you do do it, you got to just understand the risks that's involved. Yeah, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Sending, spreading <clears throat> nudes around is just really irresponsible. Yeah. I think once I receive a nude, I'm like, ah, I appreciate this. And mm-hmm. then, you know, look at it for a little bit. And then I just delete it the same day. Because what yeah. good, what, what does this do good to, like, how does that serve me to have that around? Yeah, for sure. Like, well, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. just just be careful, man. You don't want to be that person, man. Mm-hmm. Especially if you know what I'm saying. At least if it's like, let's say it's like a sex video, that that's embarrassing. But at least let it be on a good day where you really putting it down that day. Yeah, and hopefully it's warm outside. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be having no winter dick in no video. No, that'd be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. no, December dick in the video. Oh, uh, yeah. There'd be somebody in the comments. Man, that dude is all balls. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> he real bally. <laughs> that nigga balling. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's go ahead and close this thing down, man. All right, folks. Um, Before we close it down, man, make sure you head over to a truckersmind.com for mm-hmm. merch. Head over to ATM Pod. On Cash App for a friendly donation, mm-hmm. head over to our social media. Uh, that would be at a underscore truckers mind uh, underscore podcast uh, for the Instagram, and head over to a truckers mind podcast on YouTube to check out the video. All right, well, it looks like we made it to the end of this thing. Thank you for listening to a truckers mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. We're out of here. Peace. <laughs>